I'm Josh, and my mission is simple. I teach tens of thousands of home service business owners like you how to grow a profitable seven-figure business. Every week, I deliver mind bombs and systems designed to help you gain mastery over marketing, admin, production, and sales inside your company. Each week, I'll open up the vault so you can finally take hold of the life and business you deserve. There is only one thing between where you are today and where you want to be, and that is the growth you're willing to endure. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Growth Vault. Hey, my friends. Welcome to the Growth Vault Podcast. Hope you're doing great. I hope your 2021 is off to a swimmingly excellent start. Um, Man, hopefully this year is full of just opportunity and, and breakthrough for you. Uh, so much uncertainty and what a weird year last year was. Although a lot of my friends did really good. I had a good year. Uh, it was kind of a mixed bag, but I know a lot of people suffered. A lot of people still are and just praying that we can we can all get through this. What I want to talk about today uh, is selling your company. So I, <laughs> I, I always hear people fantasize about selling their business, um, but it's had a an increase, <laughs> I think, in the last year. People, you know, for lots of reasons, a big one is employee issues, right? It's just trying to staff people with the way that they were doing unemployment for so long and then second and third rounds of unemployment. You know, why would someone want to work for you and make $600 a week when they can get it for free from staying home? And so that was a big hurdle that really forced a lot of uh, business owners to be better marketers when it comes to recruiting, to think outside the box, to enhance their job offer, to become a company worth working for, to really focus on, you know what, I got to really compete and stand out because it's a tight labor market, right? Uh, but the flip side of that, if you don't solve those problems, is it can cause you to spiral into the pit of despair and get really frustrated. And over time, a lot of people, including me, we start to resent our business, uh, another thing that can happen is you start to resent your customers. I know a lot of business owners, and if, if you really were to get to the root of the root cause of why they are so frustrated, they hate their customers. Uh, not just in cleaning and home service businesses, but you know if you're selling to the wrong people, it can cause for a miserable um, day-to-day experience for you trying to be an entrepreneur. It's it's a terrible thing. I mean, if your prices are too low and you're attracting the wrong types of people, maybe you've built a customer base that you really don't like. And so whatever the reason is for you, if you're fantasizing about selling your company or you just want to get out of it, I just want to go over some of the things you might want to think about and consider uh, that can help you. And the big one is this. Are you running towards something or away from something? I had a conversation with some good friends of mine uh, this week, and they're considering selling their company. And I totally get it because before I sold my service company in Michigan, uh, I had fantasized about selling my company a dozen times over the years, right? Now, ironically, when I actually did sell it, my business wasn't for sale. It was fully automated at that point. The business was actually a total blessing. It was like a little ATM machine. The culture was strong. I was working less than five hours a week in it. For the last two years, I owned it, and it was it was really something awesome. But every time I would reach a wall in the growth of my company, I would want to sell it. Every time things got hard, I'd want to sell it. And so my challenge to you is to ask yourself, are you, are you selling as part of a long-term strategy uh, because you're setting yourself up to do the next big opportunity for your family? Because the truth of the matter is, for most home service exits, you're not going to get some sort of a you know jet-setter lifestyle for the rest of your life for selling it. If you sell your business for a million dollars, that's not that much, right? Especially after taxes and everything. Uh, and the way you want to look at selling your company is how much runway do you get 
by selling. So for example, if you make $200,000 a year in personal income from your business and you sold your business for a million dollars, you have five years of runway. You know, not counting taxes, but to keep the math simple. And that's really what you want to look at is how much runway can I get? And we'll talk about that. I'll show you how to calculate the right multiple for your company. I'll give you some best practices on how to kind of prepare your business for sale. But the big question before I even get into the technical side of that is are you running away from something or towards something? Most people I talk to are just running away. They are beat up. They're discouraged. They are exhausted. They're scared. They've just had things uh, in place and then it falls apart. They make a plan. The plan plan doesn't come to fruition and they're just worn out basically. Maybe they had staffing issues, like I said, financial cash flow stuff. Maybe their customers are slow paying. Who knows what it is, but there might be something in your business that is causing a lot of anxiety and pressure on you. And so the fight or flight kicks in and you want to sell. You want to run away from your business. And I'm just here to tell you as your friend that that's not a good idea, generally speaking. You know, this this is the way that the universe works, is every time you're about to have a breakthrough, usually preceding that is a breakdown. Every time you're going to go up, you usually first have to go down. Myron Golden talks about the law of advancement, how everything that goes up has to first go down. You want your bank account to go up, it has to first go down. You have to invest in yourself. You have to invest in your business. You have to, you know, for a tree to grow up, the seed has to go down into the dirt. For a bird to fly up, the bird has to get kicked out of the nest by its mom and free fall towards the ground five or six times and the mom will save it until eventually the bird can fly, right? And so selling your business could be you trying to avoid the law of advancement. And if you're like me, if, if you could take the emotion out of it, I'm pretty sure you don't want to just run away from a challenge. You're just probably confused on what to do and how to get out of it. Another thing that's common is let's say you have a half a million dollar business and it's just, it's taking everything you got to hold it together. I mean, it feels like you're hurting cats and you're the glue and the glue is stretching and you're about to break. And so the idea of building a million dollar business in your head, what you think is, man, there's no way. There's no way. If I did a million, then the the heaviness and the weight and the burden I feel right now would be double. I'd have double the amount of... uh, hours to work, double the amount of weight and responsibility. But it's actually not true, right? It's actually simpler to run a larger business in most cases than it is a smaller one. But what is true is that you're at one of those break points. It's like a glass ceiling. And if you can smash through it, you're allowed to proceed to the next quote unquote level, right? Does that make sense? Because people want to quit their business and do before they even make their first 100,000 in revenue. Why? Because of the resistance, because of the universe smacking them around, because of the way that the world works is that things are harder than you think they'll be. And you have to become a better person to get a better result. It's not just about growing a better business. What it really is all about is you becoming a better CEO, a better leader, a better articulator, a better communicator, a better vision caster, a better dream builder for other people and for yourself. You have to level up in all these things that you're not even considering. When you work for a job and you hate your boss and you say, you know what, I'm going to start my own business. And then what happens? It's harder than you thought. So are you at a break point? Are you having a breakdown, but you're ready for a breakthrough? Or do we really want to sell your business? If you're just running away from your company, you're basically going to have the most uh, empty, regretful, sickening feeling a year or two after, probably, not necessarily, I guess, uh, because you're not running towards something. You know, you always want to be uh, moving towards the next thing. For me, the reason I sold my company was I had already started working on Send Gym 
our software business, even when I still had my company and I was working with developers and figuring it out and kind of beginning the process. And, and the software business model is a greater opportunity as a model in general uh, than a home service model in terms of, you know, what the upside is in the long run, you know, and that's arguable. But the idea is, is I was, I was taking what I learned with my service company and when I sold it, I was going to apply all that knowledge towards a better vehicle, a better mousetrap, right? So if I had five years worth of runway from selling my business, um, I had five years to recreate my income and exceed you know, whatever I was making at my company. And that's how you should look at selling your company. The money you get, you don't want to live on it. You either want to invest it into the next thing or you want to use it to buy yourself enough time to recreate your income super fast. So if you if it took you 10 years to make 200000 a year, and you sell your business for a million bucks. Now you have five years of, of current income runway. What if you could recreate your $200,000 a year income in 24 months because now you're smarter, you're more efficient. It's not gonna take you 10 years this time, it'll only take you two. So now you have that other three years uh, of runway left to invest into real estate or put into your new business or whatever. That's kind of the general idea. but. Um, if you're selling your company moving towards your real passion or a better opportunity or something, then that's great. Let's sell your company. And, and so now I'll kind of transition into how do you sell your company for the most amount of money possible? Um, obviously, a business is worth whatever someone's willing to pay for it. And I've seen so many different transactions uh, that kind of violate the rules. So what I'm going to tell you are, are general frameworks and how to think about this, but really anything can happen. Uh, I've seen people buy businesses for way more than they're worth, for 10 times more than they're worth because the buyer is foolish and doesn't understand and is just being dumb, and that happens. And for you as a seller, that's great. We want the dumbest buyer to pay the most they want for our business, right? Uh, but for you as a seller, if you want to prepare uh, to sell to a sophisticated buyer who knows what they're looking at, here's kind of some of the things to keep in mind. First of all, the revenue that your business makes is far less important than the profit that your business makes. Uh, the the golden you know, unicorn that everybody's chasing is the million dollar mark. We want to hit seven figures. And that's really good to have a target and a milestone. Um, but I, I promise you that not all million dollar businesses are equal, right? So you can have a million dollar business A that has a 10% margin, net margin. Uh, that means it makes $100,000 a year in just free cash flow after all the expenses are paid. Uh, and that $100,000 is the number we're going to use to figure out what the business is worth, not the million. Uh, company B could have a million and have a $400,000 uh, EBITDA or net profit or owner's benefit. Those are kind of interchangeable words. They mean different things, but they kind of mean the same thing. Basically, whatever the amount the business has left over after paying all of your expenses, all of your employees, all of your overhead, all of your insurances, all the things, plus paying yourself a living wage, the money that's left after doing that, I shouldn't have said living wage, I should have said a market rate wage. The money that's left over, that's your profit. So let's say a company is doing $100,000 in revenue and the owner takes uh, $5,000 in salary. Uh, and then at the end of the year, there's $25,000 left in the account. Now, the owner in their brain is going to think that they had a 25% profit, but that's not true because... 
you can't pay yourself $5,000 a year. Me as the investor, if I bought your company and I don't want to work in it, I have to pay someone forty-five or 50000 a year just to run the company, which means we actually have negative profit. And, and figuring out that is the trickiest part for a lot of people. And the person you're selling to is going to kind of debate and argue with you on this number. They're going to say, well, you know, really your profit's lower because of this. And then it's your job to argue back and say, no, well, really it's higher because of this. And because the final number you come to is what's going to determine the sale price of your business. Now, the, the next step, after we know the net profit, Let's say we had company A, million dollars in revenue, 100000 in net profit. Company B, a million in revenue, $400,000 in net profit. They're going to talk to the seller, and their next thing they're going to negotiate is a multiple. And the multiple is how many years of that net profit they're going to pay you to buy your business, right? So if you sold your business for a multiple of two, that means company A would sell it for $200,000. Company B would sell it for $800,000 because it's two times the net profit, right? Um, if you sold it for a multiple of five, company A would be $500,000. Company B would be $2 million. What a huge difference, right? So the next thing is negotiate the multiple. Now, what gets you a high multiple? Well, a couple of things. Number one, the more revenue uh, your company does, generally speaking, the higher the multiple will be. But really, it's not about the revenue as much as it is about the automation, the systemization, the standardization, the documentation, the, the, the workflow, the systems you have. The more turnkey your business is, the easier it is to demand a higher multiple because the person purchasing the business will have to do less and less and less and less stuff to direct the ATM machine into their pocket after they buy it. Does that make sense? Hopefully I'm making sense. But essentially, the more automated and streamlined your business is, the, the, the more simple it is, and the more replicatable it is to a new owner, the higher the multiple you can get. Also, things like the age of your company uh, can affect the multiple. Also, like diversification of your customer base. Let's say that company A, okay, that only had 100000 in profit, let's say that they had 3,000 residential customers, and that was where they got their revenue from. And then let's say company B, who had the way better net profit, but let's say that they had a million in revenue, 400000 net profit, but let's say that they had three accounts that were all like over 300000 apiece. And let's say all of their profit and revenue came from three whale accounts that's going to really crush your multiple, right? Because that's a much more risky transaction. These are the types of things you think about when either you're going to buy a business or you want to sell your business. How diversified is my customer base? How automated and streamlined are things? How dependent is the business on me and my labor as the owner? If I take my hand off the wheel, is the thing going to spin out of control and burst into flames instantly? Or could it really kind of run for a year with nothing too horrible happen because the team I have in place, they're well compensated, their systems are well documented, and it doesn't really need you. If that's the case, you're going to get a higher multiple. So you figure out the net profit, you negotiate on the multiple. I will tell you that in home services, uh, average multiples are really between one and three for most people. But most people don't have amazing businesses. They have kind of half-broken businesses with like, it's like a used car with some rust and it has three tires on and one tire is missing and it'll still drive, but it makes a scraping sound when it's going down the road. <laughs> like, that's most businesses. Uh, so you're not going to demand a high multiple, right? Because the investor that buys your company is going to just be buying a job. They're going to buy it and they're going to have to go to work 80 hours a week and they have to build the systems and they have to put the fourth tire on and they have to do the body work to get the rust to go away. And, and not everybody wants to do that. 
Now, again, people could still pay you a lot more than that if they are like they inherited a bunch of money and they're fantasizing about owning their own business and they see your business for sale. Maybe you'll get lucky. But generally speaking, that's not the case. Right. So we've talked about runway. We've talked about EBITDA and, and, and owner's benefit and profit. Right. We've talked about all that. But the big takeaway today if you are considering selling your business, I just want you to ask yourself, are you running towards something or away from something? Chances are most of you are running away from the pain of leveling up to the next level in yourself as an owner, as an entrepreneur, as a, as a person. And I think that's a mistake. So I want to encourage you, if you need to take a week off, you need to take a month off. In the long run, if you can get through this breakdown and have your breakthrough, I think you're going to be far happier with yourself when it's all said and done. So that's it. Listen, I appreciate you. I love all of you. Uh, If you have questions, if you want to go deeper, if you want to connect to other people that listen to this show, uh, go to the Growth Vault Facebook group. It's got several thousand people in there. They're good people. We have a great uh, culture in that group. You're not going to get beat up or shamed if you ask a question that other people think is stupid. Everybody's very, very helpful. And uh, that's it. I hope to see you on the inside. Go to Facebook, search for The Growth Vault. Take care. God bless. If you're ready to go even deeper, go to Facebook and search for The Growth Vault. It's a free community with thousands of other business owners just like you. I'll see you next time on The Growth Vault. Oh, 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 oh,